Greetings and welcome to Margin Call, the podcast and editorial meeting for Queston Media. I'm your host, Eming Piancai. Today is a very, very special episode for several different reasons. If you've heard our sister podcast, Geek Force, we ha- you may have heard these folks on there before and a few times on Margin Call as well. I'd like to welcome Raymond and Kat. While they've always, they always have the best thoughts on all things geek, we thought it would be interesting to get some hot takes on the current state of politics and the world at large. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to Margin Call. I almost said Geek Force. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Force. Like, which which, which, bo- which podcast am I on? I don't remember. Um, so this week marked the DNC, the the, uh, the the week where the Democrats finally say we want Biden to run as our president which was actually held online, which is a new thing because of Corona, obviously. It wasn't in the usual in-person format. So for this week, I'm sorry, last week we had on a panel to, to, to discuss Biden and all that stuff. But this time I want to talk about the DNC and, 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 and what thoughts on what we had thoughts on for that um, and kind of gauge what the hell is going on. And then as the coming week, we have the RNC, which is going to be in person because Trump likes to do that to people during a pandemic for some reason. Um, so, by, so, so by the time this episode airs, it'll probably be the middle of that. So keep that in mind when you, as you hear our thoughts on that. Um, fun fact, actually, in in 08, our usual host, Russell and I were assigned to cover the, to cover the DNC in Denver, which was a big deal at the time. That was when um, the first term for, for Obama which was really awesome to, to witness that, to be like in the same stadium as him. That was really cool. Anyways, thanks to Kat Raymond for being here. I'm, I'm totally cool with us going off topic. If that happens, anything goes at this point. There are no rules here <laughs> because the king is not here. King George is not here. So <laughs> y'all can do what you want to do. Um, but first, I want to say that I watched the first full night of the DNC and it was kind of like watching, it kind of reminded of a, a geek force when you guys first started recording, like trying to work out all the issues because it was, it was all live. Like they had, they had um, people who were, who were, who were speaking live and people who were pre-recorded and there's a lot of like stop, like, like start and stop. Like it's not quite ready yet. Okay, go now we're live kind of situation. So that was kind of funny. Um, it was interesting. Because it was like, you know, one big weird infomercial in a way, not really literally infomercial, but kind of on the verge of being an infomercial. Um, but it was interesting. And for, for me, the, the most interesting thing that I saw was how many Republicans were on that were there to like promote Biden. It was so crazy. Like I was, I was watching on CBS and Chris Christie was on and he was talking mad crap about what's his face. There was some Republican who was, who was on and he was like, well, he's not trustworthy. And I was like, wow, this is like the burn book of mean girls. They're just like, he's not good. He's not cool. He's a traitor. It was just this like weird look into the, the, the Republican party in a way. It's like, y'all don't like this dude so much that you're willing to admit that you're kind of a traitor to your party finally um yeah right like it was it was like this weird it was so like they had, it was like right like like it was like a five minute clip of like different republicans saying why they backed biden it was just really refreshing and like finally like yay like there is some like 
not crappiness where, where, to the where were y'all during this impeachment Republicans yeah for real right anyways so I, I know Ray's got some hot takes Kat has many hot takes so I'm gonna let you guys go from there if you guys saw it you guys watched the clips of it what are your thoughts I want to hear them all I'm sort of positive I feel like you know uh, there were a lot of great speakers especially uh, Michelle Obama really moved a lot of folks um I I personally felt like uh, AOC Alexandria for some of y'all. I felt like she needed more time. She only had like sixty seconds. You know, uh, it was nice to see Bernie and Elizabeth too to kind of rally the people who were progressive. You know, and we like they knowing that they didn't want Biden, but to they had to you know be that image and be that voice to kind of be like, hey, you know. It is what it is. We just got to unite together because I think the the theme of the night was we got to beat Trump. We got to beat Trump. Like, that's what I feel like the theme was. Right. right. There was a lot of unity and we have to fight this together. You know, um, I understand usually in these conventions, you don't talk about your plans, especially plans that involve like, what are we going to do in this situation right now? Like we're stuck in a pandemic. I understand that. So to be like a beacon of hope, you know, it kind of reminded me of Joe taking a page out of Obama's uh, book when he was running back in 2008 with the whole, you know, yes, I can thing. It, it felt very, yeah. it felt very similar in mm, a way. Right. So <clears throat> I, I, I enjoyed that positivity, you right. know, and that's where I'm going to stop there. Did, did you guys feel like there was, do you think that this, the whole DNC structure was like, you know, we're just fighting to like overturn Trump. Like we don't want him back. So, but we're not going to tell you what we actually want to do when we get to the white house. Like, yes. do you guys have any kind of that sense? I that's definitely the vibe, did. That's the vibe I was feeling. And that's my, uh, issue is. Ray disagrees. Kind of. Well, that's good. Right. I'm glad he disagrees. That's the vibe I was getting. In fact, that's the vibe I've been getting since they nominated Biden because, uh, again, their main goal is to just defeat this man. That's step number one. Step number two, I don't know what they want. I really don't know what they want to do or anything, really. I'm sure it's probably helping people with jobs and whatever, which is awesome. But I I don't know. Uh, and, and I'm like, is that a good thing, a bad thing? It's just to make us feel calm first without mm-hmm. knowing the information. Right. That's that's what I'm feeling. Raymond. There's the word disagree doesn't fit because I get the same vibe also, but I also think that it makes sense to me that that's their plan because the Democratic Party has just such it the umbrella is too humongous. Um it honestly needs to split up into two parties it needs to split up into this weird like semi-conservative semi-middle we're trying to like we want to do good for people but like but like still kind of against some of the same progressive things that like like i feel like the democratic party is just too big that's what happened in 2016 is no one could get on board for the same person we were kind of all over the place while the republican party was completely on board to one person um and like and they still are and they st- sort of. and the, yeah it was what it kind of feels like but it, 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 it yeah because who can trust 
polls at this point because they were wrong in 2016 and who can trust anything because Russia and China have been proven to be doing the same thing that Russia was doing in 2016. So like there's, there's a sense of unease. I think that they probably, the leadership of the DNC probably have to just let's focus on this one thing that we know we can focus on, which is getting this guy out of the white house and then everything else can come after that. And there's a part of me that, that's why I like disagree. I, that's the vibe I get, but I'm kind of okay with that because that is, that should be primary goal. Num- numero uno is that for anyone that is tired of our current president. That's like, it doesn't matter if we agree on the green new deal. We both agree on this guy shouldn't be in charge of the country. It doesn't matter if we agree on unemployment, ben- what un- unemployment benefits should look like. We need to get this guy out of the white house. Like, and so it's a, uh, I get why they're doing it. But it also is a struggle because it, like you said, AOC should have got more time. Um, they, there's other, there's a lot of people on that progressive side that really didn't get any play at all. Um, like she's the only, I want to say she's like the only one besides Bernie and Warren that like got some screen time um, out of that, out of those groups. And so, and especially if they're, yeah. So there's, there is, there is that. Um, and I, I'm glad that they at least kind of had that message. I appreciated some of the talks that I heard from people um, like Obama's, like the Obamas, like honestly, like Biden. Biden's speech was pretty good, too. Um, I didn't hear much of Harris's speech Um but I'm sure she did fine. People seem to like that night also. Um, I didn't pay attention to what Clinton said, either Clinton said, honestly. But but like but that's but that goes into my bigger problem of like I'm tired of the Democratic Party. Um just and and so there is um there there's there's a lot going on right now that is just this year has been a complicated mess of things. And I think uh the fact that um, we really can't get anywhere uh, politically right now. Just kind of feels like that is the definition of the problem. And so I hope we at least we at least see some some progress. I like that they had the Republicans coming on there. They like that was it was it was a good thing. We needed them to do that months and years ago. But like at least now they're finally <laughs> getting behind. <laughs> the fact that this guy is has been ruining things um and i want to see a better change for the democratic party but i also don't think that will that will happen um at all how what i want to see will happen um so um what yeah there's uh, i got i got thoughts for days on that part but the 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 grand scheme of things for this democratic national convention was yes great uh, everybody's behind this idea of getting trump out of the white house and um if that's if that's what's going to happen great um i guess at that point i we can focus on the rest of the things what are you actually going to do i at least appreciate biden has been talking a lot with Bernie. Bernie keeps saying him and the two of them have been having a lot of conversation about the things that uh, Bernie was pushing for. Um, And as much as Kamala Harris has gotten on my nerves in a couple of ways since everybody started campaigning, um, she still at least was one that I was really excited for at first for basic 
for very, very basic reasons. And then as time went on, she started saying things or just kind of acting in a certain way that like, I was like, what are, I don't understand where you're going. I don't know how this is going to get you the presidency like you wanted. You mean during, you. during this part of the campaign or when she was running for president? Um, in our incredibly stupidly long two year run for president process. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Um, and so over that time, same thing with like Buttigieg. I, I really liked him like immediately out the <laughs> gate, but then over yeah. the course of a year and a half, of course you're going to start seeing things that you don't like about a person. Right. And I, like, just pro- like there's, there's, there's very few pros and a lot of cons to that, but um, there is, um, I at least think that she is one, she is, she is one that has proven that she will listen to people. And that's, that is a that is already a bigger change than what we have currently in the White House. Um, so, and Biden is the same way. He at least has proven he will listen to people. It, what we will get out of his presidency is going to be a big throw in the air. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I at least know he's going to sit down and listen to what the people want, and at least try and try and be fair to everyone, which is what the Democrat, but like, and that's the problem with the Democratic Party is they're trying to be fair to like five different giant groups of people that all have different agendas, um, all of which will probably be positive things. But like what, what you do it just, it just becomes option paralysis while the Republican Party is all behind one thing that they that is not positive most of the time. And and so you have half of these huge legislative bodies being against any sort of progress while the other half is still fighting on what kind of progress they want to fight for. Like it is just a mess. Um, so, um, yeah, it's it's a lot of things to say about this uh this whole legislative process but at least we i don't know i feel like i feel like trump has shot himself in the foot enough this year where i'm feeling good about what november 3rd is going to bring um but i i can't count from your lips to the universe's that. ears raymond i i like i i just i feel like he has shot himself in the foot so many times this year <laughs> Uh, yeah, but never, never. I mean, he's a Trojan horse. You never know. No, you're right. You never know what he's going to do. You are correct. Um, you never know what's going to happen. I just wanted to insert a geeky analogy because when Go Ray ahead. was saying all this stuff, it just sounded like Jedis versus Sith, Sith Lords to me. Yeah. Uh, you know how the Jedis mean... is being divided in so many different ways because of what good means to them and what Sith Lords are just they deal in like absolute. That. So it's very easy. Yeah. But it feels like that. It just feels like that. Like so, it's definitely a good and evil battle. The, it does. The problem are the overall problem is we don't have a third party. And and like well, we, uh, we, I, no one ever votes for it. No, we have like twenty-five incredibly tiny third parties. We don't have a third party. Like and that's it's a. Uh, there's all of these. I feel like the Democratic Party has been slowly inching towards maybe we'll finally get one in the next decade to three decades of like because you have AOC and Bernie and all the rest of the the squad coming through and like bringing in this progressive these progressive ideas to the Democratic Party. But I honestly think what they what would they they would benefit better from is just a third 
progressive party um mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. we don't yeah. get we like we pull away from this dichotomy because that's that, at the end of the day that's the problem was we've spent so many decades and centuries being this weird two-party system that has just gotten more and more polarized and more and more infighting and we are just at like when we all are trying to just build a better place but everyone no one agrees on anything and we hate each other for not agreeing with us and so like but a third party would make us sit down and talk better um even if it's like 40 40 20 on a 30 party system in this in congress and in, in the house like even that would be better than what we have right now like but it's we're that uh, that's as the democratic party is right now we'll never see it happen so <laughs> go ahead cat and the fact that like the history of democrats and republicans republicans have changed to, like so much since the beginning of the founding fathers you know and it was back in the day i mean lincoln was a republican but today he would be he would be he'd be a Democrat with the stuff that he was pulling back in the day. And um, so I'm like, it's definitely possible. It's just that there's so many people in, who are in power and who are so stuck in the old ways that just don't want to do it. They, they think it's more work. That means there's more power to the people which they don't want. They're so used to you know, these people sitting in these rooms for hours deciding on the fates of millions and then, and then doing nothing. arguments and then taking vacation in the middle of a pandemic with no funds or anything. And they're just like, eh, it's just part of the job. And I'm like, you're lucky you have a job. You're lucky you have all that and you still don't care about your country. I feel like like if we are going to move towards a third party, whatever, there needs to be laws set where when it comes to government officials that they can't do that there's there's been so much death and so much like this is the most death we've had in so long in this country and in order for this world or at least for us to kind of build forward we're going to have to not just put laws on us put laws on them as far as like with these petty arguments you're going to have to not stop you got to stop doing that you got to stop trying to put Oh, I'm going to slide this in if you agree. Like, y'all need to stop that. Just write the damn law. And that's stuff that, like, as, as much as my opinion of Kamala Harris goes back and forth, that's something that I've heard her talk about a lot. Like getting rid of the filibuster rule and like, yeah, like, like just like little, little things like that. And that's what, like, I, um, uh, I think the my favorite meme out of all of this since she's been uh, picked as VP has been the picture that was uh, uh, Bernie and AOC holding their hand up like this was a couple oh. years ago and it says uh, what we all wanted and then it's a picture of Biden and Harris next to each other is what we got um, and as much right. as as much as I completely feel the vibe of that entire meme um, I there is uh, there is this fact that, like I said, Bernie and Harris will listen to people. Um, and I think Harris, as much as people criticize her past and what she has done and how she's treated other black folk, especially here in California, um, I, I think if there's one thing she has shown in this incredibly long process of this past election period, um, she is trying to be different now. Whether she is or isn't, is we'll see. 
as we go forward. But she has been she's been trying she's been trying to be different. Um, she's been she's been trying to have a different standpoint. She's been trying to talk about the things. And, and honestly, my favorite part is that the Republican Party has like nothing they can throw at her because everything that they've been trying to everything they've been trying to say that they want going forward is her entire past. So like they can't right. really get mad at her because she <laughs> has she has backed cops forever. She has put people in jail for like she has all of these things that they want. Like she has honestly that is her entire resume. So, like, how do you, right. what do you get mad at? Like, <laughs> I wonder if that's the reason why Biden chose her. I think so. Like, I think so. I feel like they looked at all the candidates and they knew in order to get the progressives on, because Biden, again, Biden is representing the, the voters who are in swing states, who are familiar with the old fashioned Democratic Party. Are for, and voters who they voted went. for Trump but probably don't want to vote for Trump, but then they're like, "Well, I don't want to vote for Bernie because he he doing too much." So Biden is for that person. This ticket is like, all about safety, uh, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. And Kamala <laughs> Kamala was supposed to get right. the progressives, and so it was tricky because all the other candidates that he could have chose from the Republicans already had said so much crap about they would have just you know had a field day so with kamala it's just almost a little too perfect that her history of you know being in california and everything that she signed and whatever they've done <laughs> and so they that's why i feel like when it came down to when trump was the only thing trump could say was is she was she born here like yeah no but you know he has oakland he hates well, oakland so they, much they tried they does. tried to pull some weird constitutional thing that like has always kind of apparently always been contested that like um and it just it just doesn't it doesn't fly like the based on the right. definition of natural born citizen for the past like right. 10 presidents what you're trying to say doesn't matter so right. so it is a it's an interesting it's interesting because i don't i actually don't think harris was even trying to picking her was trying to get the progressives i think that was mm. that was there to uh hold down the moderate vote even more um, because the other people that they had been mm -hmm. talking about, Rice and what was the other girl that um, they were talking about? Um, was Susan Rice and the other one? Dang, I can't remember. She was House. She had some progressive background and it says some stuff about Castro that, like, I was like, oh, they're not going to put her. Oh, yeah, her. her. Um, um, she, she from Hawaii? Or was that I can't name? remember. But, like, this is everyone else that they, that they were talking about, everyone had, like, a thing that was like, oh, we can't, like, what are they going to do about that? She said that thing that time. Uh, and I was like, Kamala right. Harris was the safest person to, the, to also right. satisfy this criteria that they felt like was necessary to satisfy that came out of Georgia. George Floyd's uh, entire protest system of we need right. someone we need someone brown in here, um, and so right. it satisfied that also. And so yeah, she yeah. Was well, that's, that's what I meant by progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's she was she was the in quotes progressive. What they think diet think is, progressive? It's, it's not only she yeah. she black, but she a woman. Yeah, it was satisfied by y'all. Even though we we didn't get no say. We're checking you know? the progressive box just enough that we're happy, and we you know you you won't say much, which is true. We won't right, because we right. want Trump out. But like, <laughs> right. it's it's. Um, that's about the 
that we want it. It's it is, and it's fine because, like I said, Harris is trying. If she can hold that down and like really show an entirely different person in the next four years, then I think as much as everyone is kind of lukewarm on her right now, I think by that time, if Biden was like, "I'm too old for this," Harris is running for president. I'm stepping down. I think people will be down for it. But, mm-hmm. um, I can see that. but like she has to, she has to stick by that. And it's just my my biggest problem. And maybe the, it all kind of makes sense even more. I thought she was going for that attorney general pick. But you remember she she yeah. called him mm-hmm. she called him out on being racist at a point, and then mm-hmm. she. Uh, she flipped around as soon as he started to get the nomination right at the beginning of coronavirus. She came out and was like, Joe Biden would be the great, a good presidential candidate, right. yada, yada. And I was like, I was what, like is, what? what is this 180? Where are you? You just called well, him she out. she came of, hard for him d- during the debates. Right, like the right. You just stuff. called him like, a she racist. Was like, what are you? What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was interesting. interesting. From, from, from what he's been saying, she's probably like, uh, I'm not entirely wrong. Maybe racist is a little bit strong. You're just not, you're very ignorant. And so I feel like, again, since Kamala's in that safe box, she's also that person that is going to keep it real. Like, if they even had to have meetings of what to say or what to do, she is that voice of reason of like, you can't I say that. Because, you know, lately, before he even announced her officially, Biden's been having these speeches about you know, about African-American, African-American communities and Latino communities. And it's like, why? What, you sound so ignorant. Like, why are you saying this? And I feel like Kamala being on his team for just for now, we just know she's on the team. We don't know who else is going to be part of this. Uh, I feel like he'll have a little bit more insight yeah. in addressing to the minority communities, because that's where I feel like he falls short on right. is trying to connect with them because he's trying to come in of, oh, I'm Obama's best friend. I was I was Obama's vice president, you know, da, da, da. and it's like we don't care, you know. So I feel like, you know, now I have Kamala on my team. You know, I have a better she's helping me say the right things so that either I do care or I think like I care. So y'all can like me. And I was like, I'm not mad at that because you definitely needed some, some just realness to you because he was just like old man talking in front of the camera for so for the past few months. And I'm like, when he said Kamala was VP, I was like, how is this going to work? They're like hot and they're like hot, hot and cold. But, but maybe he needs that. Maybe that said, will he, actually be he might the actually best need thing for him. him. He, she keeps <laughs> for him. Yeah, I, the people were joking that Shadow President uh, Harris and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, Puppet as master. much as 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 old as he is, I just i i don't i don't want that to be the case but i need him to listen to his cabinet more than right more than i think any of the re- the past several presidents have listened to their cabinets um and so that's what i hope we can get to a point where we can start hearing who he's picking for cabinet members because that's what i'm really interested in is like who Me who too. are you gonna pick for secretary of state who are you gonna pick for attorney general who are you gonna pick for, gonna be for education uh, right they I, have hope a warren, lot I hope he picked elizabeth warren for that un- do yeah i really hope Warren I hope because she, she had the best idea she had the best education idea to me that was that had a plan She's and a everything i will trust a teacher in that position more than i will trust anybody right. else and i'm just like you know being an educator all the stuff that that what's her name i'm never gonna say her no. name what's her name was been doing has messed Ms. us umbridge up. right has messed us up like with our jobs and then just me paying back my loans like it's just whatever and so 
Finding someone that can undo all that. Oh, yes. And I really believe, you know, that might actually be a thing of like creating a functional plan and either uh, getting rid of majority of your loans or some kind of plan, maybe making college more fair, something. And, you know, I'm just I I am on that. Who is going to be his cabinet? Like when when are we going to find that out? Is there are there are there certain voices or people you think would make Biden more um, accepted by di- di- by non-white white people, basically, um, that that would that would help him, you know, um, be more likable in terms of like his because I know that his image isn't like the best thing right now right or, or hasn't really been ever let's just be honest with that he hasn't had the best image um and you know picking Harris really did give him like a sort of cred in a way a little bit a little mm-hmm. bit a little bit of something to like offset all his Bidenness that he's been doing for quite some time now so is there anybody else you guys would want to look for besides uh Warren that you think would help kind of level out his image a little bit in terms of him being a good president if he were to be elected okay. I I understand your question and I have trouble picking <laughs> much because like there's a lot of people that i want to stay in their current position because i need them there um i i would like him to pull pelosi out of the house because i don't like she needs to kind of move on Um, she gotta go and so um he can give her a spot but that's that but that doesn't answer your question um right and I don't, <laughs> I don't want AOC to go anywhere. I kind of want her in the yeah. house for a little longer. I want Bernie to stay a senator a little longer. I want, mm-hmm. um, I would, I want Warren to stay a senator a little longer too. But if she, if he's going to give her the secretary of education job, honestly, that'll be better for her. Um, I, I think the answer there is just like he just needs to keep it diverse. Look at right. like. Um, and maybe the other answer, maybe the actual answer to that question is go out to all of these people who were presidential candidates that were like starting to honestly get some get some traction. Um, they still showing mm-hmm. Yang around. Give Yang a job. Yeah, I was gonna say Andrew Yang. <laughs> what's Yang he, what's he doing? Yeah, um, he can he can do any of the state jobs. But I, I mean, I don't know what finance. he's doing. I don't, yeah, he had a great <laughs> finance plan. I think. Yeah, uh, no, I he don't did. Remember. He no, no, no. He he did. I I think universal basic in- income is something that we should be talking about um but again they're doing that in germany that progressive party that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. um right and so i kind of feel like Buttigieg could probably hold down a job pretty well but i don't i don't know where he would fit and i think people would like him having a job i think people would like klobuchar having a job but i don't really know where she fits either um but none of that really helps his ticket i just think it helps a it makes way more sense for you to be giving these people jobs that were trying to be president what else would they what else were they auditioning for otherwise right um, right and then um, so it makes sense to kind of give them these executive branch jobs that they Ooh. that they can do um, it gives them more props and but i don't know who else yeah Stacey Abrams. Yeah, give, give her, her a job. Yeah, she, I she honestly like, give her a job. She, she got, she totally got curved for Georgia, you know, but she right. still, even though that happened, she still fought for, you know, 
I like her. She was the only one who actually cared about the people in Georgia with the whole pandemic. You know, she with the voting, she really was working hard to making sure people still got out to vote. And I don't know what she specializes in. But, I mean, you can give her anything. She, she might be one. She, she will get it done. Yeah, I like. I don't know what. I don't know what job you give her either. If you aren't, um, I don't know what job you give her either. But I also, she's one that like, uh, do I really? Do I want her in the federal government or do I want her running for governor of Georgia again? Hmm. Like, sure, sure, sure. She's hard, right? Hard. But hmm. if, she's, if she's in the, she can really come down on Georgia. And be What's like, the next governor of Georgia election? Because maybe she can have a federal job in the meantime. Right. <laughs> like when is Kim getting out? I don't know. <laughs> how how long do governor terms usually last? Uh, like what? Four four to six years? I think it's four. Yeah. Mm. Do, do, do. Um Yeah, because I'm like, I don't I can't really think of any other people yeah, four years. running. Okay. Uh, I think Georgia So she'd have two more years. Your, she okay, so they have two more she, years. Which works out kind of yeah but whatever at the same time it, it depends on what she wants to do if she has bigger if she feels like she is meant to handle things on a national scale do it if you if she feels like i have more work here locally because my state is dying then yeah you know but my fear is i don't want her to run and then don't get it again and then we'll be like right oh, just been in the state you know so yeah that's a big that's a big task for her, but if I see her on that there, I'm going to be ecstatic. Like right. she is, she's one of those people that I think because they always say AOC is the future of the Democratic Party. You want to still say Democratic Party? I say she's of one of the leaders the of Party. our future in the government. Whatever that's going to look like, she's definitely one of those. And I feel like if she can get like, I mean, we talk about. Every time they talk about AOC, they talk about, you know, all the freshmen, four or five of these women, black and brown women who are holding it down. You know, they have, you know, they they're running and currently they're still running uh, their seat against these these uh, white men. They're trying to get it back. And so I know I think Rashida from Michigan, she just got her seat back. I forget the lady from Illinois, but uh, her name starts with the I. She like one and I was so ecstatic because so many people wanted her well not so many people but like people who were not uh they were Trump supporters they wanted her out because she since she won that seat so many people had death threats they kept saying she's not American so for her to win again that made me feel a little bit better that was a big deal yeah that that I mean I'm not even from there but I was like oh no she's to stay she has to because Mm -hmm. her and AOC like they're like a whole super it's like the a force team you know it's just they're just in there whooping like the fact that today i read somewhere where uh because aoc's very she's on social media a lot and mm-hmm. someone said yeah. what and are you twitch. gonna right what are you gonna do <laughs> if you don't win your seat you're gonna go back bartending hmm? oh yeah and he's I, just I like 
honestly, it doesn't matter what job I get because every job is a job that helps people. And honestly, the coworkers of my bartending job were nicer and smarter than some of my Congress I people anyway. So got, that was like, dang. You got people trying to queue in on their way into Congress. She, she's definitely right about yeah. uh, uh, on the intelligence factor. Yeah. Sorry to. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, actually not sorry to anyone I offend on that one. <laughs> so I'm like, look, she, she, if she don't, she has to win the seat. But if she don't, she will, she will move, but she will find another seat because she's just that, she's that serious about making this her her life. You know, she she got. I feel like she has a good mind and a good, uh, like thought process. If she considers everything and then views it in the in the way of the Americans who are out every day working, like that's literally like the you know in our age group you know and so as times have changed where it's not like you know you go to school go to college then get a job get married have a family like it's not like that no more there's so many and there's so many things that you can do differently to survive and she knows that and so she's just trying to make it so it's like it needs to just pretty much be livable like we we shouldn't have to be struggling and anything. And it's just like, I don't understand why anyone in the government doesn't see that. Oh, it's because they're so used to living the way they live. So that needs to go. And I was like, and this is why, you know, I want her to stay in where she is. So when she becomes of age to be president, if she wants to or whatever, unless, unless she's speaker getting, of the house. Um, unless she's getting the <laughs> environmental secretary job, I'll put I'll take her there. Hmm. Ooh, hmm. we do need a better environment. Do we even does that position still exist EPA? in the current administration? Uh, I feel like they, they don't exist no they more. They probably have like a have yeah, like a closet all, office situation because they got rid of they got rid of the emergency preparedness uh, a lot of department when Trump rolled in because you know right. he was on that whole Obama created it. I'm throwing it out the window. So he got right. rid of that group. And not only did, you know, California start having the worst fires, we got in a pandemic and no one knew what to do because he didn't even have a group. He didn't even have a department to discuss this with. And so and now like, they're going to need it again because apparently like, the Southeast can get two hurricanes in the same week. Uh, right. Apparently that's a thing that can happen on this planet now. And so yeah. like this, that's not going to be good for anything going down. And, and like, it's just, it doesn't matter how big they become. They, what they cross hitting, getting hit with two back-to-back hurricanes. Back-to-back. And the West Coast is on fire. Well, on that positive note, um, I want to shift to a topic Raymond also want to talk about, which is also not the most joyous thing to talk in the world. But uh, Raymond mentioned that in Louisiana, was it last Friday? It was Friday night. Yeah. Friday night. Um, unfortunately, another black man, young black man was shot by police, I believe. Ten times. Um, yeah. Um, so, Raymond, I've, it's all yours. No, the short version is... Um, the short version is a black man was shot 10 times and he was uh, only armed with a knife, uh, according to the police report. Um, I don't know if any of the other details even matter. Um, just another thing happened. Just, yeah, like I, it's if he had a knife, you I, I, I always get stuck on the uh, like. It, it, is it am i wrong and maybe hollywood makes it too easy to shoot someone in the leg but is it 
Is it hard to shoot someone in the leg? Like, I've never fired a gun myself, so I wouldn't understand. But, like, is it hard to shoot someone in the leg? Is it is it really that hard? The man had a knife. So the worst he was going to do was be dead shot and... Or no, what's his name from uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Bullseye? The worst he's gonna do is throw it at you, Bullseye. and you like, like what is what is he gonna do? Why do you need to shoot him ten times? I got a knife. Oh, I'm gonna shoot you. Like, you did they say don't bring a knife times. to a gunfight? Like, that's a- <laughs> I don't understand. And my thing is, they they were given tasers what ten something years ago. I'm around with oh, a yeah. teenager Tas- when no, no, no. tasers started. According to a police report, tasers were ineffective. Really? In what sense? <laughs> like the battery wasn't charged? What do you mean it was ineffective? Good question. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. We'll never know. Oh, I see it. No one will Tasers be. were ineffective. Yep. So that the only the only possible thing was they can do shoot was him kill ten him? Times. Ten times. So even if you shot him in the leg ten times, he doesn't have a leg anymore. He even, will still die even, from bleeding out. No, no, that would have been better than what they did. <laughs> like it works right, but I'm the just saying, like bad things. Why can't you just fire? Like, <laughs> did they have their cameras on? I, I was it documented. Uh, that one I'm unsure of. Um, I haven't okay. heard any information on that one. It doesn't. All I've seen is cell phone footage that doesn't really show the incident. Um, so. And magically, in most of these cases, their yeah. their body cams are always magically off. Um, so, and especially in Louisiana, I don't expect there to be much Which police is one footage. Of the worst places. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm sure they're out there protesting right time. now. Even though half of them probably need to be getting ready for these hurricanes to come through, um, they're probably right. still out on the street. Um, Probably don't care. They're like, we're we're so angry. We we not gonna do it until we start seeing the road flood. And then we're like, okay, we're going home. You know, these protesters have gone through so much since June. I think they just don't care, especially if they're unemployed and they're angry. They're gonna be out there for a long time until I don't know. They start sending those secret feds out or something. I don't know. I would take the hurricane. Let's not speak that into existence. No, but no, that's currently what's been happening because, you know, people are tired of the protests. And when I'm saying the people who are tired are the people who, you know, they want to be quietly working in the home of their government office. You know, they call (laughs) the president and be like, they can't stop yelling. Okay, well, let me send my people, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, we're doing this so that you can do the right thing, not just to be annoying. And I don't know if people know the difference. You know, uh, no. an innocent man was killed for no reason again, again. He had a knife. What are you gonna do with more? I'm, I'm assuming there's more than two cops black, involved. Was one black man with a knife gonna do against three cops? No, it was three cops walking up to that gas station. Three cops yeah. who were he- who were heavily armed. Like they have them guns that just are automatic. And they're going to shoot that man 10 times and be like, oh, well, we had to do it because he had a knife. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Probably that's how they were just trained how to respond. That's, that's so yeah, that's no, the system. right, and that's that's something that's that has been that they created for themselves. From different angles, media have been trying to approach that. John Oliver's done a good thing on police training. Hassan Minaj has done a long thing on police training. There's been there's been people trying to be like, this is what these people are being taught is to just shoot to kill, basically, and it's like that's right. not. 
that's yep that's that's the problem they just and they rather deal with the fallout than actually what fallout doing the right thing well the fallout when 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 like when this case most likely these cops are going to go on administrative paid leave oh, they already are and then in a few months they're going to be rehired in another county back to my what state, fallout and back to that you know that when they when they when well when I say fallout fallout to them is oh man we got to deal with the press and people protesting and these and these cops lives okay we're just gonna tell them to go home tell them to wait and then do get them hired somewhere else and then we're done next next batch you know and it's like no because these people have to live with this like the town this town in Louisiana their family this community they have to live with this for the rest of their lives like they lost somebody. Y'all are just rinsing and repeating these cops who are killing people because you don't care or you don't understand or you are all both, you know? And it's like, do y'all not just, I don't know. That's why people are saying defund the police where, you know, we want, when we're saying, well, I feel like when I'm saying that is like, it doesn't make sense where if you are a person who has a weapon to kill, and you've only been in academy for what six months, and you got your gun. Versus, you know, I had to go to college for how long, and I didn't even get the job I wanted. You know, there are people who are doctors and lawyers who actually have to deal with lives, life and death situations, and they're in college for six to ten years. Sometimes twelve. And so it's like, if I feel like with the cops, you know, they're trained to shoot to kill. That needs to stop because what? And and the fact that it's been known that they are being funded by so many companies like billions of dollars when they had that whole thing in the summer of city budgets of cop like police departments and we saw that they had like 12 20 billion dollars what like that's why they were ready for the lawsuits like they have money to deal with fallout they have money to deal with lawsuits because they're being supported yeah if they had just had someone smarter or there's a law that says if you want to be a cop you gonna have to do this for four years and then graduate and sign whatever and take psychology mid like you have to do all that you know i feel like that could work but they don't want to do that because they need they need people out there who are ready to protect and not serve but protect and kill well maybe they'll 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 listen to your to your passion i'm going to pass this to aoc i'm going to tweet this at her and be like here are my thoughts aoc and i'm saying this because you are my future they're not gonna listen to me. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I'm sorry. You I never shouldn't know. have uh, made that sound there. <laughs> <laughs> I just—they have trained me, they, and, this, and this is their goal. Their goal is to get us to a point where we just—we're so cynical on any sort of change. What's the point of us, tr- like, right. trying to go out there and and get it? Uh, which, you know, we can't let them win on that front. But, like, right. it's a uh, – I can at least appreciate um, – it's really the only good thing that has come out of 2020 is that it feels like this has gotten the most national awareness that – just like this, this, this topic has gotten the most national awareness that it's gotten that I've seen in my entire life. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So mm. that, that makes me feel like – we are progress is possible, but that's like the only hope I have is just like, this is, this right. part is different. That fact is different than all the other facts that I've seen so far. So like maybe, you know, everyone's it, it, slowly, but surely, but like, 
it's uh, in the meantime, we're learning new names like Trayford Pellerin. Right. And I feel like within all this, I will say, especially Twitter, Twitter has been more than a social media thing because even if the news can't cover all these uh, black and brown people being killed by police or like affected by the majority of like the oppression, it's like the there are people in the street filming. Like when it came down to the protests in Portland, we did not know anything about it until people started posting videos on on Twitter. And then media started flying over there like, wait, is this really happening? And then that's how that's how they got footage, because people on Twitter were like, yo, this is crazy. They're doing this. Same thing in L.A. I didn't know that the cops at the time during the protest had like a weird plan and trapping protests or protesters in a way where they can either gas them or like arrest them because they had a curve. Like, I didn't know all this until somebody was like filming all this. You know, and so I, I I do want to take away from 2020 that Twitter is a very not I'm not gonna say a powerful weapon, but it just is a very different. I'm, I'm seeing it more weapon. almost like a. It's just not yeah. always a positive weapon, but it's powerful. Right, it's not always positive. Social media can be kind of evil. Yeah. Social media, because like we, I mean, we joke around how social media is crazy, evil. Don't believe it, but this was the year where I was like. Dang, Twitter's really opening my like people on Twitter really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff that I didn't hear on the media because I mean we all know how media is super controlled, but the the power of the again it was the power of the people power of the people every day like everyday people who were really uh trying to push the news like this is what's happening and people actually bonded together to raise money for the families or people that were struggling. You know, and then the person who posted was like, thank you guys for the support. My mom's OK. Whatever is OK. And I was just like, I don't think I ever see social media do this. And so I know for me, uh, especially political Twitter, it's just I kind of go more on that than going on CNN because I get the extra, extra bits because there's so many different people. And I'm like, I don't know if it's true or not. But then I look it up. And I'm like, how do they know that? Because some people are privy to stuff that. I'm not pretty. I don't know if they're going to lose their that's, job, but that's, that's where I bring it back to uh, China and Russia because it's just so easy for them to like to throw out any extra, any anything, twist right, anything. That's true. And, like it is just, it's just scary how how dangerous, how powerful social media is. Um, so. Yeah, TikTok has Dang. been crazy. Yeah. How did China just get in TikTok and just do and us like that? All of our information. And Russia got all up in Facebook, you know? So it's like... The revolution will be televised really? on TikTok. Will it? That's another story. That's a whole other story. Um, well, if you guys have anything else to say, final thoughts, uh, feelings, opinions, hot takes. Uh, I, did, I think I did want to say... You know, if everything goes according to plan that Biden does get elected and Kamala's there and he has his whole team and then the Democrats are mostly, you know, the Congress and the House and whatever, that's great. But my only my number one thing is y'all have to change it up. You cannot run how you used to back in the Clinton days. You cannot have, you know, this like how Raymond said how they're super divided. They can't do that once they're in pop. They can't do that because then we're going to have this, this weird thing where 
it's gonna be well we decided to do this to y'all but then you know you're gonna have to miss out on this and it's gonna be like that's not fair you know so I feel like they either gonna have to make it where and I don't know who can do that because it's like you have so many people in power who have been there for so long that they're used to running it this way but then you have this whole new batch of people who are like you can't do it like there's just so much a divide so I need them to either compromise you know, how they how they can compromise with Republicans. I'm sure they could compromise within each other. Um, I need them to do that. Yeah, it's that not Mitch McConnell. That's because, not right. So I need them to do that because if they can't fix that in the four years that Biden's here, then it's going to it's gonna go away again. And we don't, we can't afford that in our, what? We're going to be nearly 40 by then? I don't. I don't. Speak, speak no age. We, I'm just saying. We, in my t- <laughs> I can't. <laughs> the the people have to uh i think the one thing that we don't say it's people enough is that some of these some of the things um we have to be patient with them like just picking something and just getting that done um mm. i don't know what that is at first i don't like because we just we all have so many issues that we want settled um and we want like a solution towards and i feel like um that was one thing that i really liked about bernie's thing is like he was he was just driving home healthcare, um and like yeah he was talking about some of these other things student loan debt and um what was his other big one that he was talking about a lot um I'm just saying everything because remember. he he checked all the boxes. He, he for checked me, a lot of boxes. So he checked he checked he's a the one of boxes, we, we missed. But the one he's he the one was the one he was pushing the most was universal health care. Um, mm-hmm. And like it, it just felt like once he got in the office, that was going to be his big focus. And yeah, we know like police reform needed to change and and student loan debt needs something needs to happen there and like all these oh, other free issues, college. free college, yeah, yeah. And just stuff like that. And like yeah. he there was there's so many other boxes that we need checked off. But like once once Biden starts or Kamala or whoever it is gets in there mm-hmm. and starts being like, we're going to talk about police reform now, we all need to get behind it we all need to uh, assuming it's helpful and positive and we can get behind it we all need to get behind it and we all need to like okay fine we're gonna get to healthcare as soon as this thing's done finish this up quick right. like and so that we can so that we can get to healthcare next because we need to get that done too like um but as long as these things just keep sitting in the air and just like floating with no solution or you know they just go home doing nothing like they did i'm so mad at congress right now because of right i i don't care you are a democrat or republican i'm just mad at all of you because yeah you, same. you all vote them all this happen. I, and, which which isn't what which is a it's a it's the knee jerk like get out of get all of them out of there but it's not everybody's fault but like Drain the swamp. it's a it's a there are people who wanted to voice their things but they couldn't people, because they're not as powerful so yeah. they just had to go home like yeah. damn i tried i tried congress, you know congressmen and too. women that were trying to get stuff done and it wasn't their fault but like mm-hmm. they there needs to be a reckoning for just the people that are causing Same. problems for the american people because that's what this all should be about is the american people it shouldn't be capitalism first which is what this country feels like it has become for the past 20 30 40 50 uh, some actually let's call it 250 years of capitalism i was gonna say since alexander hamilton created the (laughs) bank 
So always been, no, we can go back to 16, 19. It's always been about money. Um, so it's, uh, if that, that is the country that we live in and that is the truth of our situation is that everything's about money. If it, if it isn't providing to that, nobody wants to hear about it. Um, and I think there's a growing amount of Americans that, uh, say uh, that don't subscribe to that. Um, and that's what this third party is going to eventually probably be. If it ever exists, is it's going to be this party of people that are like, don't, we don't put money first. We put the people first. Um, People's lives. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. Here's hoping. My last question for you guys is like I said, at the beginning of the show, uh, the RNC is starting on Monday, which will be happening when the show comes out. Um, will you, do you guys are you guys going to watch it look at it look at highlights look at memes what's your what's your I way look to at memes first and then be like Obviously. okay what's this meme about and then i look at i look up the clip or whatever and i'm like oh that's what happened oh this is so bad that's how i usually if it's like trump related i look at the memes first because i was like okay this meme was purposely created because something went down and it's making mm-hmm. me laugh like i don't really mm-hmm. get it but it's making me laugh then i look up the reference like where it came from like right oh he did that oh so um yeah i that's where i'm starting twitter's gonna keep me alive with twitter the, and memes i'll let for yeah. cat. i'll let the new york times and trevor noah let me know what's up oh yeah trevor solid colbert solid for me colbert's been on his uh he's been back on his thing too with uh his memes about uh biden and trump <laughs> we're cracking me up so yeah, definitely our favorite news people for sure. <laughs> Which is hilarious to call them news people. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Ever since I was in high school, Colbert always kept me updated. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's crazy. Uh, that's is that true? Oh yeah, it's true. Old, yep, Stuart and Colbert. Old and old Green Lantern John Stewart. Yeah, those were that's a true. solid duo for Comedy Central for news. For <laughs> that is, that is. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on tonight. Um, you guys always have the most poignant of things to say, so I really appreciate that. You're of course um listeners if you want to hear more from ray and cat check out our other sister podcast geek force you can find it on itunes spotify and wherever you find your podcasts um thanks to again our guest mike our guest frequent guests i should say ray and cat i want to thank our listeners and quest on everyone we'll see you next time This episode of Quest on Media's Margin Call was produced in Richmond, California.